Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Our podcasts are all about your home. We talk about kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. If you want to know more about me, go to nancyhugo.com or email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And now, on with the show. Today is May 19th, and our guest today is Eric Skinner the owner of Premium Wholesale Cabinets in Phoenix. Hi, Eric. Hi, Nancy. How are you this morning? Great. I'm so glad you had time to talk to me today. Yeah, this will be fun. It will be. Well, I know you have a beautiful showroom. It's a kitchen showroom, obviously. (laughs) And it's located in Phoenix. And I've been there before. But for the people who are listening, I want you to treat me as a client walking into the front door because I want to remodel my kitchen. So I walk in and you greet me at the door and take it from there. Well, hello. Well, in this case, I wouldn't know your name yet. But as you walk in the door, we would greet you and have a little casual conversation. And then we would walk you around the showroom, which happens to have Uh, four full-size kitchens and a couple of bathrooms and a living room. And we would begin educating you about the types of cabinetry that's out there. Um, We would have a conversation about, you know, there's two basic types of cabinetry. You have framed cabinetry and frameless cabinetry. And within the framed cabinetry, there's actually three kind of subtypes Uh, Everybody, and I'm sure you've seen a cabinet that has two doors on it, but they don't quite come together. Have you seen a cabinet like that? Yes, I have in my lifetime, yes. (laughs) Yeah, well, that is uh, evidence of a what's called a partial overlay cabinet where the doors only partially cover the face frame. You can then uh, have a full overlay, which isn't 100% full, but you end up with about a a one-quarter inch reveal, which is the area of the frame that you can see past the doors. Uh, or you can uh, you can do an inset cabinet where the door is built into that frame. And then on the other side, with a frameless type, uh, the, with the hinge technology that they have, uh, the door almost literally covers the entire, uh, the entire cabinet. Um, so we would start there and we would walk around the showroom and show you different types and different examples of cabinetry. And in the process, we would talk about the, the four types uh, or the four areas or components of a cabinet that would help you identify the different levels of quality. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the raw materials and the quality of the hardware, the level of craftsmanship, and then uh, the quality of the finishes. And so we would, as we're doing that, we'd be walking around the showroom so that you can, you know, touch and feel things. Well, everybody has a budget. And of course, I would have a budget if I walked into your showroom. Would you ask me what my budget is or explain why I should be spending X number of dollars for a good cabinet versus a better cabinet? How would I know what to buy? Well, what we would do, eventually we would ask you about your budget, but we want to take a little bit of time and educate you first. Uh, We've kind of divided the world into good, better, best, and luxury with regards to the quality of cabinetry. And there's a relationship between uh, the quality of the cabinet and the stature of the home. 
so for example, uh, you uh, let's say you live in a, a $400,000 or $500,000 house somewhere here in the valley, you probably are not going to be interested in putting a really fine furniture quality cabinet in that home because you run the risk of overbuilding your house. And we can come back and talk about that some more. But at the okay. same time, if you live in a if you live in a two or three million dollar house on the side of Camelback Mountain, you don't want to put an inexpensive imported cabinet in that house. Um, all of the cabinets kind of have a place in the world, uh, but in these instances, those are really kind of uh, bad financial decisions. So before we talk to you about your budget, we want to teach you a little bit and then help you, you know, kind of decide what level of cabinetry. Uh, you want to put in your home or what would be wise to put in your home. At what point do you ask people if they are contemporary or traditional? Because I know that's got a whole different look to each cabinet that goes into a traditional or a contemporary kitchen. Yeah. So, well, in the, in the process, once we've, you know, talked about the different levels of cabinetry and we've kind of identified you know, what, what level of cabinet, which might be linked to a brand of cabinetry. Uh, then we have a conversation about what people want it to look like. Um, and when you talk about the contemporary, you know, a frameless cabinet where the, the distance between the two doors on a cabinet or even doors on cabinets that are adjacent to each other, uh, if you want really tight lines that lends itself to a contemporary feel, uh, if you're more traditional, uh, then we might look for a door that, you know, has a little bit more relief. And uh, and that leads then into, you know, what the finishes might be and so on. I mean, the opportunities what, and the options are almost endless. The, uh, what does a door look like with relief? What does that mean? Well, if you, um, uh, if you I'll, I'll start at the opposite end of the spectrum with a door that has no relief is perfectly flat. So if you walk in, you see that a lot of times in offices, they'll have a, the door on the cabinet will be just that perfectly flat. It's a flat square door. Mm -hmm. um, a door with more relief, a door is made, a typical door is made of five pieces of wood, four that comprise the frame and one that is the center panel. And the different way those pieces are contoured. Uh, so if you have... Um, even on the other doors in your home, you may have a, a four panel or a six panel door in your home so that there's, you know, it's just not perfectly flat. There's some depth to it. So how do you feel about putting a contemporary cabinet into a traditional home? Would that matter at all? Well, uh, at the end of the day, our, our attitude in the showroom is that, it's, you know, we may have an opinion on things, but we'll do whatever you as our customer would like um, when if somebody had a real traditional looking home on the outside i might suggest that they do something that's a little bit kind of in the middle a little transitional um, if a if a flat panel door one that's perfectly flat with a high gloss white or red finish on it is the real contemporary you might do something that is not real ornate but has a little bit of a little bit of relief or a little bit of depth to it oh, to kind of meet the transition. Good idea. So what is the most common color in kitchen cabinets today? Right now, uh, even with all of the trends and people adding some color and so on, 
the most popular continues to be white. Oh, I'm uh, so glad you said that. That's my and, favorite color. <laughs> well, color. it's interesting about white because there's about a million colors of white. But, uh, but yeah, they all generally fall into the white category. I think, And it's something in the neighborhood of two-thirds of all the cabinets out there are white. Oh, good to know. Well, as everybody knows out there, I am a kitchen designer. And about 35 years ago, I had a client whose wife wanted white and he was at work and he came in after we designed the kitchen and I was showing him the cabinets and he said, I don't want white. My grandmother had white. And I said, well, does that tell you it's going to be in forever? I think that is definitely going to be a mainstay in the kitchen. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, and when we're talking with, you know, homeowners, when they come into the showroom, we've had people ask for, literally high gloss red kitchens and midnight blue metal flake bathrooms. But when people start talking about those things, we always talk about the concept of being committed because if you do that in your home, you have to be committed to it. Mm -hmm. And you're right on the other end of the spectrum, white is always going to be in style. So if you're building your forever home, well, let's get some high gloss red and midnight blue metal flake. But if you're building a home or remodeling a home that you're going to live in for a few years, white is always a good bet. Yeah, I always say it's timeless. And if you're, even if you're going to remodel your home, you never know when you're going to sell it. If you go along with the uh, concept of everything being timeless, that home is going to sell more easily and it's easier to decorate around. I think red cabinets, in my estimation, would be kind of boring after a while you know you get up every morning and you walk into your kitchen and it's red and after 10 right. years <laughs> i think that would be boring yeah that is i agree with you personally and uh yeah like i said the white is always going to be a safe bet and there's some beautiful soft uh kind of warm feeling white i mean it doesn't have to be a stark white you can have a really really comfortable white and it just be really beautiful and you're right, you can really design and add color around sure. it, decorate it. Oh, I agree totally. How's the uh, gray coming in for cabinets? Is that popular? You know, it has been very popular, and we have uh, people ask me all the time, how long do I think gray is going to be in style? And I don't have a crystal ball, really, but I can tell you that uh, a wide variety of manufacturers are continuing to not only offer gray, but they're offering more and more variations of gray. Uh, so you can get several dozen different shades of gray, including gray stain. It's beautiful. Totally. Well, now's the time where we have to talk about the weather. You know, it's getting so hot that I think everybody has to start looking. If they don't have ceiling fans, they should. And they have a great variety of fans at Premier Home, uh, I'm sorry, Premier Lighting. Um, Premier Lighting has a showroom in Scottsdale, and they also have a website, shoppremier.com. You can go on there and you can see what they're offering, and they also ship. So if you're not living in the Scottsdale area, you can still shop online. And I think with this pandemic, everybody is shopping online. So check them out, shoppremier.com. So back to me walking through your showroom, Eric. Uh, okay. So I've picked a cabinet, or I think maybe I've picked a cabinet. What do I do next? Well, what we do, we, uh, we set up a time to come and measure your home. And then with the 
you know, the cabinet that you've chosen, we go through kind of a lifestyle interview. We ask you things like if you like to cook or if you cook because you have to, uh, do you have five spices or 50 spices? We go through a whole bunch of questions trying to get to know you so that we can design all of the, 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 uh, the layout of your kitchen to your personal taste and what your, you know, perhaps your, even your level of culinary prowess is. And so we do a preliminary drawing, and then we invite you back into the showroom, and we put it up on a big television, and we show you color renderings of what it would be like standing in your remodeled kitchen. Oh, cool. Uh, well, when do you come to yeah, measure? Can... Do you come to measure as soon as I, well, before you design, you have to come to my house to measure, right? That's correct. Either, well, you could bring us dimensions if you had them, but yeah, we would come out to your home and measure uh, before we started the design. Um, and then, you know, once we have that preliminary design, we invite you back into the showroom to, to detail it. We'll go through every cabinet, what the accessory is, which way does the door open. We'll go through all of the details so that we make sure that that kitchen is absolutely designed to your, your perfect kitchen, I guess is the way I would say. My dream kitchen. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) A better, better term, your dream kitchen. Yeah. You know, everybody has a dream kitchen and everybody has a wish list. And a lot of times their wish list is so big. I haven't been able to fit everything into their kitchen. Did you ever have that problem? Oh, we run into it all the time. Uh, In fact, it's kind of our philosophical process or underpinnings that we use, we put everything we can possibly put into your dream kitchen. And once we have that figured out, then we'll provide you with an estimate. And we hope it matches your budget. But if it doesn't, then we start walking through the process of some some value judgments and perhaps trade-offs and so on. And we'll, we'll refine it down so that we get as close to your dream kitchen as we can within your budget. Typically, how long does the process of having a new kitchen take? Well, we'll divide that into two parts. The the designing portion, you know, we can typically do a design in a day or so. Refining it, managing calendars can take up to, you know, two, three weeks. But the second part of that would be, okay, Eric, we're going to hit the starting gun today. Well, we immediately order the cabinetry which depending on the manufacturer can take somewhere between four and eight weeks to arrive to the city. And we coordinate with your contractor to then take your, your home apart and kind of put it back together ready for the new cabinetry uh, such that that moment in time lines up with the arrival of your cabinetry to the city. Usually takes four or five days to actually build the kitchen We get the countertops on, takes another week or so. So we try to have your home um, kind of in in disarray. I know that sounds bad, but in disarray for about a month, uh, although the overall process is longer than that. Uh, But we want to try to keep the the disruption to a minimum. Uh, So you get back into the – it's fun going through all the selections and making all the decisions, and then it's fun living in it. It's that part in the center which not always so much fun. Yeah, you have to keep reminding them that one day you will be cooking in your dream kitchen. Just hang in there. That's right. What about appliances? Right. Do you have appliances in your showroom that I can that the, the client can look at? 
you know, we have a couple. Uh, we don't have a lot of appliances. With our full-size kitchens, we've made provision for where those appliances would go. Um, but I recommend to people that they go to an appliance company that has a wide variety of brands. Mm-hmm. And that way, they can go through a similar process with their appliances that they go through at the cabinetry. Learn about what's available and then choose a, po- a product that's commensurate to the home. And actually, that's a very important process because that appliance information needs to be incorporated into the kitchen design. I totally agree with you. Matter of fact, uh, there have been times where I've met with clients and they would love a 48-inch range because their neighbors have it, their sister has it, but they don't have the room for it. So I keep saying... I really need the size of your appliance, and I'm sure your designers feel the same way. Um, People don't shop for appliances in kitchens every day like they shop for shoes. So there's a lot to know. (laughs) There's a lot to know, and you and your staff are there to help everybody and guide them through the process because it's more complicated than the average person thinks. Yes, it is, And, and specific to the idea of the range, uh, we've run into that exact situation, I mean, innumerable times. I can't even remember them all. And what we'll end up doing, we'll make a second design, and we'll show a customer a design with maybe a 36-inch range and a second design with the 48 so that we can show them the impact by having that larger range. Because sometimes from a design point of view, and I think you'd understand what I mean, in our minds, it it doesn't fit. Well, physically, it might fit, but you may not want to kind of jam it in there because of everything that gets sacrificed. Right. So hopefully by showing people both, you know, we can guide them to a better decision for a better outcome in their dream kitchen. Oh, I, I have a friend who's doing his own kitchen because of flood damage, and he keeps sending me the plans, and he wanted a 48-inch range. But he kept prefacing, I have a tiny kitchen. And I said, do you want the kitchen to just have the range, or do you want to be able to have other appliances there because you're not in proportion? And I think the light bulb went off and he did understand what I was trying to say. Well, Eric, this has been, you've just been a plethora of knowledge and I can't wait to do another podcast with you, which would probably be in a few months. We've, uh, hopefully this pandemic is going to be over soon and uh, unquarantined. Yeah. So uh, thank you again. I think this was exciting and just full of knowledge. So I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. If you want to know any more about me, you can go into nancyhugo.com. Or if you have any questions for me or for Eric, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com and I will pass them on to Eric. So in the meantime, be safe and have a great day.